afternoon, everybody. It's a little after 5 on Wednesday here in California, and uh, I would say it's the perfect time for a cup of joe. And I think that today I will be your joe. My voice is a little shoddy. I don't know quite what's going on. I've been yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering as I do from time to time. Um, generally that means there's a lot going on and I can tell you with all certainty there is a lot going on. So my suspicion is as generally uh, there is, there's a lot of new people listening and I want to bring you all up to speed real quick. This is a show called A Cup of Joe. This is a podcast, not a broadcast, which gives us a little bit of latitude. Um, but we try to keep it PG as best as we can, and uh, we're pretty good at it. This is a show hosted by the Coffee Party and the Coffee Party Radio Network, and um, but the show itself is put on by The Human Solution. And uh, I am Joe Grumbine, and I am the CEO of The Human Solution International. We are a civil rights organization. We're a 501c3 federally recognized nonprofit that's dedicated to preserving and protecting and supporting the rights and privileges and liberties of victims of the drug war, especially due to cannabis prohibition, as well as life, liberties, and rights of disabled folks for any reason, as well as the rights of veterans, as well as the rights of our Native American brothers and sisters. And that's where we sit today. So if you can wrap your head around that, you'll see that that's a pretty broad, encompassing mission, and it's all about the same thing. It's all about our rights. It's all about liberty. It's all about um, happiness, justice, freedom. These are all the center points of this, and as much as we're very much about the plant and we're very much for the plant and the freedom of the plant, I don't want to get stuck into that box because really it's deeper than that. The plant prohibition is such a ludicrous, ridiculous expression of oppression and tyranny that we kind of lose sight of the underlying problem, which is exactly oppression and tyranny. And that's what Freedom Fight is all about. That's what uh, overthrowing the oppressors is all about. And we're all about doing it right. We're all about doing it in a peaceful, nonviolent way. We're all about doing it in a way that just is expressing the will of the people. And I believe that generally the will of the people is not expressed. I believe that generally the will of the few and the will of those that have power over the many tends to be expressed more than the other way around. And this is generally not a very political show. It's a conceptual show. It's a show about humanity. It's a show about the struggle. It's a show about the people, in my opinion, the champions, the superheroes, those that are willing to take a stand, to get in that uncomfortable spot, to take a risk, to stick your neck out and push when everybody else is busy laying back and doing nothing or pointing their fingers or typing on their keyboards, some of us are out there pushing and saying, wait a minute, 
that's not right. And if I stand up, maybe somebody will stand with me. And if somebody stands with me, maybe the next guy will stand up. And maybe if enough of us stand up and have the same basic message to say, maybe, just maybe, we can affect the change that we seek to in a peaceful yet effective way. That's what this is all about. So today I've got a lot of great news to share with everybody. We've been working really hard for a long time, 10 years as a group. We've worked to support many, many, many people's cases. We've worked to support some legislation. We've worked to oppose lots of things. We've worked to support people that have been victimized, defendants, um, prisoners. We continually do that. We work with a goal that is based on freedom not regulation, not taxation, not like alcohol, not like any of these other things, not like tobacco, because cannabis isn't like any of those things, not really, not when you want to get down to it. And I know that we have people that, that watch this show or listen to this show that are all about the regulation, and I welcome you all to come aboard, but you never do. So until somebody gets on the show and wants to convince me or, or, or plead your case as to why this plant needs to be oppressed, regulated, and taxed, and treated like something else in the world other than the thing it is, which is a plant. And not only is it a plant, but it is a plant that's generally regarded as safe, and it's a plant that has a zero death toll to it. Not many plants can claim that. Never killed anybody. So if we can treat it like that, then we can have an easy conversation. If you want to tell me why it needs to be oppressed and regulated and taxed and treated in another way, I welcome the conversation. Nobody's brought it to me yet. Ten or five years of doing this show, not one person. So if you got that opinion, please bring it. Call in as a guest. You can just call in. Pick up your phone and dial 646-929-2495. So we're not about reform. That's a pussy way of saying, I want to keep changing things. We're about ending prohibition. We're about freeing this plant. We're about decriminalizing. We're about creating a world. And picture this, if you will. We're about creating a world where there isn't anybody in prison just because of this plant. Not one person. That's when we know we've done it. But if you look to your laws, I don't care. Even Oklahoma has a place where you can be a criminal. There's some better laws than others, and there's some worse laws than others. But every single law that's been written to this date falls short. And they always have a place where you can still get thrown in prison for having too many plans or too much oil, or too much of this, or too much of that, or you didn't sign this piece of paper, you didn't suck this guy's dick, you didn't pay this thing off, you didn't do whatever it took to get the license and regulation to be legal. Okay? Well, guess what? You don't do that, you are an illegal business. You are a criminal, just like everybody else. And that's what we keep forgetting about. We want that to not be an issue. We want it to be a plant. 
have some, grow some, sell some, treat it like a tomato, tax it like chamomile, whatever. I'm just saying don't let it be a way that you can get locked up for it. We have lots of people today that are locked up for cannabis and cannabis alone. One of them is a guy by the name of Michael Thompson. I've been talking about him for many, many years. And um, about three, four weeks ago, we, we released a, a fundraiser that apparently didn't get understood very well. Um, but we've just changed it a bit and made it a little bit clearer. Michael Thompson is a guy who's uh, potentially going to die in prison if we don't get him out. We're working very hard behind the scenes. And there's a really good chance that he's going to get out. But imagine this, being locked up for over 25 years, and your family's left you behind, your, your mom's dead, you friends, you got a handful of those people that have been supporting you through this time. But what do you do when you get out? You got no money, you got no place to live, you know, God, nothing. What are the odds of you being successful, getting released from prison in 20 years, after 20, 25 years? pretty slim. We're raising money to help this guy, assuming that he's going to be getting out soon, to get a leg up. He's got big plans. This is a guy who's a mover and a shaker. He's a, 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 a music, um, uh, he's a guy who puts music shows together. He has a project called uh, Standing in Defense Against Violence, and it's a, a, a series of concerts and, uh, and events that are supporting uh, getting people out of gang violence. It's a powerful work that he's already working on from behind bars. He's got it already put together. He's already has pledges of support. But what he doesn't necessarily have is food to eat when he gets out of prison. He doesn't necessarily have a car to drive. He doesn't necessarily have a, a home to live in. So we're working hard to raise some money for that. We've set aside an account specifically for Michael. We've set aside a way to donate just to Michael. And if you're into that and you think you want to help the guy out, um, on in our website, thsintl.org, he's featured prominently. So I encourage you to get out there and participate. Um, this is part of the work we do. We try to help out those folks that are uh, uh, suffering because of cannabis prohibition. He's currently serving time in state prison in Michigan. Can you imagine that? Michigan has had a medical law for many years. And Michigan just passed a recreational law not too damn long ago. And this guy is serving potentially a life sentence in that very same state. Make sense? Legalize it? I think not. Why don't we decriminalize it? Why don't we repeal these bad laws? Why don't we end prohibition? Why don't we do that instead? Because then Michael gets out. All right, just saying. Next up, I'm going to kind of quietly, softly announce in my loud, boisterous way this project that we're beginning to work on. And anytime that I'm talking about a project, I'm looking for help. Obviously, it's an important thing. I'm talking about it. And we're working on a project in Michigan, and uh, we have a resident um, in Michigan that potentially could be a place for Michael to move into, um, at least temporarily, and it's a place that's going to ultimately be part of a pilot program of a reentry uh, situation that's involved with 
um, a farmer's co-op. And um, we're potentially going to be calling it the Gardens of Hope project. And it's um, something that can be, once we get this pilot up and functioning, it's, a, it's something that could benefit um, any of these groups that we're talking about, the disabled, the veterans, the Native American um, prisoners that get out, uh, providing a place to live and a job and a way to integrate themselves into a community. Uh, we believe very strongly that this could hold the future for this transition out of prohibition that's hopefully going to happen and happen soon. So that's another big, powerful situation. And finally, before I bring Joey Lee back up, because she closed out the show last week, and we're bringing her right in the beginning this time, we have decided to launch possibly, well, not possibly, the biggest program project that the Human Solution has ever set out to do. And this is going to involve a walk across America. And this is going to be a mammoth project. And hopefully by the time we get to the East Coast, we're going to be tens of thousands, possibly even a million strong. And we're putting it all together right now. And we're putting together leadership teams right now. We're putting together uh, a committee, an outline, getting our mission together. I don't know if it's on there yet or not, but it will be very soon if it's not. But on the Human Solution website, T-H-S-I-N-T-L, there will be a page that has a poll on it. And what we're trying to do initially as we're getting this Walk Across America started is we need our talking points very strong and very clear. And we need to uh, present this in a way that unifies these groups that we're representing. And literally everybody in the country, in the world, is represented in these groups in some way, shape, or form. How we express that and how we bring that together is going to be instrumental in getting the kind of support that we need. And we need support in sponsorship. We need people, boots on the ground. We need support vehicles. We need food. We need places to stay. We need all of those things. It's going to be a monumental project. And it's just getting started. There will be a press release uh, coming soon. We're going to be reaching out deep and hard, and it's a way and a place for any organization that cares about ending prohibition to step up, stand up, and be part of in one way, shape, or form, or maybe multiple ways, shapes, and forms. So I don't know if you just caught that big plate full of stuff I just dropped on your plate, but we got a lot going on here. And uh, <clears throat> that's what's going on to begin with. All right, we got Joey Lee. Uh, A.K.A. G.I. Mary Jean, and she was on last week, and uh, she's quite a mover and a shaker, and she's connected with the Human Solution, and um, seems that we are going to work pretty well together. So, Joey, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. I'm doing. Uh, I'm a little, little riled up from the uh, the federal hearings today, so definitely feeling positive right now. Well, why don't you share that? We had a federal hearing, and I didn't catch any of it. Up oh, here's uh, Craig Tussle. So hold on, and as soon as Craig's done, we're going to get right back to you, and let's get into this. Craig will probably have more to, more to know about it than I did. Yeah. 
we have place we have a, a a place already in Flint, Michigan, and we're going to be donating it uh, for the purpose of uh, indigent people and potentially POWs to get released or Native Americans, people that fall into our 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 category of people we're supporting, and it's going to give them a place to live as well as working on a working farm. Um, and creating, being part of a community that's going to give them a leg up and out, you know, from, from the situation that they're in. That's the first project that we're just getting ready to launch. And the second is we're organizing a walk across America, and it's going to be probably, not probably, absolutely the very, very biggest, um, the very, very biggest uh, organized event that we've ever done. And we're, we're gathering people that have participated in, in marches and walks and rallies, and we're putting together a model and a, and a route and a way to happen. But ultimately our goal is to land thousands deep in Washington, D.C. before the 2020 election, and that's going to give us a captive audience. We're going to be reaching out to, um, you know, um, candidates, and not just the presidential candidates but congressional candidates, and, you know, as we're coming into a major election cycle, that, that's a lot of people, and we're going to cover a lot of territory and give them an opportunity to talk about this when it comes to ending prohibition, removing this plant from Schedule 1, coming up with a common-sense way to deal with it rather than what we've been doing. And we're in the beginning organizing stages of it, but I can assure you, Craig, your name's going to be part of our talking points. We're going to be bringing to life what we're seeking to change, and we're going to lay it out in no uncertain terms. It's not going to be one of these little pansy-ass rallies where we're like, oh, we want to change this, but we don't ever identify what we want to change. We're going to lay out clear talking points, clear objectives, clear demands, and we're going to get it done. I like that. I like that because it, it exposes all this to a lot of people, you know, like the – like that uh, Chelsea and uh, Dee out there where they put together that Museum of Lifers in the marijuana dispensary. I think that the, the people that obviously have a, uh, a permissive attitude about marijuana get to see, you know, hey, what about these people serving life? You know, a lot of people really have forgotten about it. But I like the uh, walkathon, even if it's done as like a, uh, a relay, you know, passing the baton all the way across the United States, it, it'll be right in front of a whole lot of people, and this is people to people, which I think could make a big difference. Well, you know, we're going to do it in such a way that we're not expecting probably anybody to make the whole trip themselves. I'll be probably joining the trip at multiple points, but we'll be gathering people together. There will be as many people as possible covering the whole ground, but like you said, it's going to be a relay. We're going to have people coming, even doing individual, uh, like, tributary walks that are going to come and join the main walk. We're going to make it to where anybody can participate, and we're, going to, we're already working on news coverage, a big press release, and we're going to have this thing way out in front of us as it's coming down the road. You're going to hear us coming a long way away. I like it. I like it. Maybe they could even get flights. I'm not sure what the movement's flag would look like. Could you have a white flag with a big green wave? Well, we're, we're, <laughs> we're working on those details. But, you know, one of the things, 
You talk about Terra Hurt having uh, broken windows. I just can't wonder how close could we get if we were marching right across the way from you, if we could get loud enough that you could hear us. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you can, because from here, I can see the cars, the cars out on a, a road that's, I don't know, maybe about a quarter or half a mile from here. So yeah, I could definitely hear, you know, uh, a group of people being loud over there. Well, so, so I, I'm, just, I'm just giving you a little foreshadowing of what's to come. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Yeah, one other question I had is there seems to be, amongst the opposition uh, people, I've read some of their articles, and obviously one of the things that they lead with is that young people, 14, 15, 16-year-old people, I guess there's some research that shows uh, heavy marijuana smoking can have an effect on their developing brains. And they seem to be blaming vaping for that. Is that really a, I mean, is that causing more young people to, to use THC products? Well, here, here's the problem, okay? The, the, you can collect data to support anything you want it to. And so without being able to really do clinical studies and without being able to, to do a broad study that would cover, a, a, you know, enough of a cross-section of people, uh, if you actually dig in and look at some of these negative studies, you find major flaws in them. And almost every time that they come up with something, you come to find out that somebody misspoke or they were citing an anomaly or there was some little thing that they're making into a big thing. So uh, the opposition generally takes a big point and then they blow it up and they call it their own and they create something out of it. That's what has historically been happening. I have seen uh, the exact thing. I think there's been a bunch of government studies, I mean, years ago on LSD. And the same groups, uh, the studies would say that LSD is good for curing mental illnesses. And on the, a study out of the same group, they would say LSD causes mental illnesses. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when you get a small group of people and you're seeking to prove something, it's not that hard to do. And if you're a statistician, um, you can you can take and bend numbers and, and, and cause them to show almost anything you want to. That's why we need to remove this from Schedule 1 so we can actually do some true double-blind clinical trials and get some real data that we don't have to rely on other countries and situations way outside of our control to give us what's actually happening. That's what we need is we need that research that I think, let's call it, let's say Lou Corbin. There's a lot of people that I think are afraid that the, you know, actual research won't support their narrative. Exactly. And, you know, the other side of it is you look at who's funding these studies, and almost 100% of the time you'll find that that study supports who's funding it is trying to prove. That's true. That's true. Did you hear anything about the hearing that went on today? Pardon, what did you say? Did you hear anything about the hearing that went on today? No, I didn't. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm about to get some input on it. I did not hear it, but I, I heard generally positive uh, positive feedback from the people that I've heard about it. Uh-huh. So there was there was a hearing in a in a congressional um, committee, and they were discussing, um, you know, the 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 issues with cannabis prohibition. They were talking about um, removing it from Schedule One, and I believe that um, a lot of the members of the committee were actually very supportive of this. As you know, they're kind of getting a push from the judiciary on that, but. Uh I'm I'm in the school that, you know, I don't want to say it, you know, lower from a level one to a level two so they can use it for research. I want, I think we should just accept that, you know, it, it was fine up until 1937. Uh, that would make it fine now and leave it to the states to, you know, regulate it according to what the people of that state want. Exactly. Now, that's absolutely our point of view, and that's, that's what the message of this walk is going to be about is, you know, giving it, let it be free. It needs to be free. Now, as you know, I'm right now right on the Illinois-Indiana border. The Illinois is about a thousand feet from me here, and uh, right across the, the river, the, the prison here is on the Wabash River, which divides the two states. But uh, here on the Indiana side of the river, they have some of the worst marijuana laws in the country, and they they won't even consider medical marijuana. Whereas Illinois, a thousand feet from here, just legalized recreational marijuana, and they've had medical marijuana for some years. So, right. I mean, but uh, you know, I think that that's where the people of the state get to decide what they want. That there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that's the point. Is you know, when the federal government gets involved in things that they weren't designed to be involved in. Everything gets screwed up, and things like guys getting locked up for long periods of time for nonviolent crimes happen, and to me, that's not bitter. I think that's your first beat, Craig, so I'm going to go ahead and give you plenty of time to talk because I keep yapping. But thank you, thank you. I, and I've seen that recently. There's been a push to uh, push businesses and banks and all that. There, there seems to be a growing awareness again that there's a problem with our uh, federal criminal justice system. And what I'd like to point out to people is that discrepancy that, you know, people that can deal with marijuana, but if they seriously maim or injure somebody, they face up to 20 years in prison, and that's something we need to change. If nothing else, make it so drug, drug crime carries the same penalties as a violent crime. Let's get it so that, you know, a drug crime only carries up to 20 years as an aggravated assault does. But uh, please get a hold of your lawmakers, you know, make them so that criminal justice makes sense, that it really reflects what the people really want. And indictment says he... And, and Craig's message is clear, and every week he he comes aboard, and he has a similar message, and, and he wants us to reach out to uh, the people that influence policy and let them know what we think. And that's one of the things that we can do as citizens, and I encourage you to do that. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we got Joey Lee, and I'm going to bring her back up. And I think I've got a simple way to kill two birds with one stone. Joey, whoops, sorry, I hit the wrong button. That wasn't Joey. Here's Joey. Give me one second here. And here now, 
There we go. Joey's back on with us. So what I'm going to do, I have a bunch of people that want to talk. And, Joey, we started an interview, and I want to continue that interview, but I think what I want to do as well is just have you co-host the show with me. So we're going to keep you live on the air. So the only thing I need you to do is try to keep any background noise to a minimum because I've already got whatever background noise is over here. And um, we're going to just keep you on the show with me through the through the till the end of the show, and that way we can discuss with any of the callers or um, anything that comes up. We can we can deal with it together, but also we can continue our interview. And I don't have to cut, you know, people sh- short so quickly. I'm always having to push people along because we're running out of time. So I think this will kind of kill two birds with one stone. So yeah. last week we started talking, and, um, you know, you, you told me that you were dealing with a, a, a CPS case and, and – um, You've had to move around, and you've been dealing with all kinds of grief that came out of um, your using cannabis. And I told you at the time that we're totally uh, supportive of that and that your mission seemed to be aligned with our mission. And you came aboard, and you joined up with our call the following day, and we started talking. And it was actually kind of out of our discussion that we decided to move forward and and take on this walk. Now, Pete and Helen Yapel had already uh, set the course for this walk to happen, but we didn't, you know, we weren't sure where it was going, what was going with it, and it just kind of came to light that maybe we should just embrace this thing and make it be um, all it can be and, and, and bring out some major movers and shakers and do this in a way that, will embrace anybody that wants to participate, the industry, um, the, the, the so-called pot stars, the, 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 the opponents, uh, potential uh, electoral candidates, um, you know, you name it, there's a place for you. Uh, veterans and Native Americans and disabled people and cannabis patients and, and supporters and, and opponents and everybody. So um, what are your thoughts so far? We've had a about a week to kind of uh, roll through this. What's, what's your thoughts? I, you, you pinned it right at the opening of the show, unification. I mean, that's, that's what we need right now. These, these little groups, they have been so actionable, so loud, so passionate for so many years. Um, and there's something in the air. There's a lot of parallel thought going on. I've, I've noticed everybody's, you know, got that proverbial feather up their rear end saying it, the climate's right. People are starting to listen. Uh, but now that their ears are open, it's time for us to get back off the couch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to, you know, discuss with you just a little bit something that's really important to me. We've had, historically, in 10 years of doing this organization and being active in the community for most of my life on some level or another, I've always found that the people that seem to do the most are the people that have the least on the surface to offer. And it's the people that are beat up, and it's the people that are broke, and the people that are uh, disabled, and the people that have all kinds of personal grief and drama that somehow seem to still come to bat and, and stand up and fight and, 
and give even more. And I, I think that an, an, an event like this, and I, I think it's really too big to call an event. I think this is an epic um, political movement. I believe this is a, 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 an act of civil disobedience that's going to potentially rival anything that's ever been done here in the States and hopefully maybe even worldwide. I mean, I don't see anything that could hold us back from, from being the Arab Spring only this way with these folks. You know, there's just no reason why we can't get that unified and that big and that loud and that demanding. And I can't see anybody that's going to stand up and say, no, we can't listen to your demands because there's only 10 million of you. You know, <laughs> I just can't see we can't do that. How about you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, so it's it's the culmination of decades worth of the evolution of a movement and and that's what a revolution is which is why it ends in that word and you know dating all the way back to the jazz clubs in in the 20s and 30s the first people to start you know and of course in code talking about the the, the benefits of marijuana um, from Louis Armstrong demanding it at, at a club as early as 1953 it, this is the culmination of all all of those generations of fighters and freedom warriors, and I think it's finally it's finally our time. I mean, e even today in the hearings, it was so refreshing. They took it back to Anslinger. I, they laid out the whole history, how it was born out of racism. They brought up tapes that have been uh, released since back then, where 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 Nixon and Anslinger all come forward with the, the the truth that this is about bringing down the minority communities and nothing else. And it's been going on for so long. You mentioned civil disobedience. Um, any movement, you know, civil rights, women's suffrage, what happened? The people got sick of it, so they went out and they started breaking those pointless laws. And eventually, the public said, "Wait a minute, why are you locking up those women? They're not doing anything. Why are you locking up that lady for sitting at the front of the bus?" No one's done that for Kansas exactly. yet. Exactly. And I think it's time. Exactly. We are ready. I mean, talking to all these groups, actually right now as we speak uh, at Druid Hill Park in Baltimore, uh, my sis from a different miss, Miss Chris Furnish, uh, we call her Lady Furnish out there. She heads up MDMJ, which is Maryland Marijuana Justice. Um, they are meeting right now. They deal directly with uh, the Congress on a national level, um, on a, 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 a social level, and, and talking to them in their conference call yesterday, like I said, parallel thought. Everybody is ready. We just need to agree with each other that, yep, let's do this. It's time. Let's plan. Time to move those, those, those chess pieces around the board a little bit. <laughs> well, and, and I think if we do this well, which we're going to, it's going to be a way that is so inclusive. I mean, we've barely begun the discussion of this, and today I was meeting with somebody who was kind of cautious to bring to my attention a veterans' rights group that he was working with, um, because he knows I, you know, I got so much going on. It was kind of like he was kind of like, I don't know, you know, if you're going to be able to jump in and deal with that. And I said, well, it just so happens we've got this. Uh, this project, and he was all completely excited about it, and he's confident that, um, you know, it's just such an easy thing to to get engaged with. 
And if we do this right and we do this in such a way that um, um, that makes it easy to participate, whether it is by um, sponsoring, donating time or treasure or resources, uh, participating, organizing, uh, creating uh, media information, graphics, whatever it is, there's so many ways that just about anybody, regardless of their position, their capabilities, their skill set, whatever it is, there's going to be a way that you can be a part of this. And you're going to want to be a part of this because this is going to be one of those defining moments. This is going to be one of those things that when we look back on history and they look back at the civil rights marches that Martin Luther King put together and they look back on the, the, the suffragists uh, uh, marches and the strikes and the major, you look back throughout history and there were defining moments. This is going to be one of those defining moments. It's going to be uh, one of the things that tips it back over. You know, when they started tearing down that wall, it started coming down. That was a defining moment. And I think that we're, the conditions are right for that to happen. Hey, everybody, if you want to talk to Joey Lee or myself about ending prohibition, participating in this, or maybe um, you're a victim of prohibition and you want to share your story, pick up the phone and dial 646-929-2495. There's only 16 minutes left that you can call in. We're going to run the show as long as it needs to, but you can only call in until uh, 6 o'clock Pacific time. So uh, and we encourage anybody to jump in, join the show with us. If you call in and you say you want to talk, We'll make their room for you to talk. So what I'd like to do, Joey, is um, I want to bring in um, Dana Bland first, and we're just going to keep you on. We'll continue the conversation as we're going along. Uh, Dana's currently uh, fighting a case. We're about to ship him out a nice package of human solution gear. And um, him and his wife are, are, are facing charges, and um, – it looks really positive. Uh, it looks like uh, they've got an attorney that's going to be able to, to knock this thing back without a lot of fanfare, but it doesn't make it so. And uh, we stand solidly with these guys. And uh, if need be, we're going to have to get loud out there. So, Dana, I want to hear what's going on. How are you doing today? Oh, doing okay. Uh, yeah, the, the case seems to be I was up the lawyers off the other day the ladies there took and said everything looks real good and I asked them about inviting people to witness it and she said fine do that <laughs> and so I'm okay. inviting everybody who can good 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 so what when is what is the date of this uh, hearing and where is it at it's the 24th of July at 9 a.m. at the Judicial Center in Castle Missouri Okay, and what I'd like to do is um, um, have you send me all the details that you can, or if you've been talking with Becca or Lisa, either one, um, get us all the details that you can, and we'll put it up on our events section of the website so people can know when we have cases that we're supporting. Um, there's a section for that, and if we have a, a place and a date and a time, um, it'll make it that much easier for people to find you. Yeah, they 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 uh think they have a right to take and treat people the way they want to. We got one 
crazy sheriff that just wants to run over the rights of people. I mean, they're out killing dogs and everything else, and people are getting hurt and killed at the jail. And uh, I told him down there, I ain't going back, and we're not going past that date because I'll just stand up and throw a total fit there at the courthouse because I, the rights are on our side. And uh, I'm sick of seeing people be, you know, especially sick and disabled people being arrested and thrown in jail and then beat up or killed and uh, or not being taken care of. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, I've, I've been putting the invites out for people to come to witness because the more people there – the less likely that the ADA is going to turn around and uh, break the law for herself. And I plan on taking, and uh, we've already looked it up. If she does that, we're going to break and uh, put her under a citizen's arrest because it's breaking the law. Well, we're going to be sending you a, a, a nice pack of uh, solidarity ribbons and a bunch of literature that talks about jury nullification and the work that we do. And I found that, Every time that we go to court and you get everybody unified and get a ribbon on them, it just shows the court that this is all people for this. And a lot of times you get in a courtroom where they have multiple cases going on, there's a lot of people, and even if half the people are us, you can't really tell unless there's something that sets us apart. The only way that you tell is at the end when we all get up and walk out and when everybody's got something, whether it's this ribbon or, or, or something else, but the ribbon's just an easy way to do it, um, it, it creates a very clear message without saying anything specifically that generally the courts can't say anything about. Only a very small percentage of the time has any judge ever said, we don't want that in here. And any time that it's been raised as a First Amendment issue, the judge has always ruled in our favor. So... Um, we're going to set you up with that, and that way, um, you know, if for whatever horrible reason it does end up going to a trial, we we bring out all the big guns and anybody we can get to come out. But meanwhile, um, if you're anywhere near Missouri and you're listening to this or you know anybody that is, please take the day and go and support Dina and his wife. This is some of the most important work you can do if you've never done it, if you've never sat in court for somebody else, I can assure you, you're going to walk out a changed person when you sit there and you see what goes on in these courtrooms. And the other side of it is, is just being that support team. I've been on both sides of it. I've supported many, many people, and I've been supported by many, many people. And either side of that equation, I'm telling you, is nothing less than miraculous and magical, and it is the good work that we're here to do. So I just want to encourage anybody to really – Consider that and make it serious. Yeah, you can go into any court case at your local courthouse and sit in on it just, just for a learning experience. I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, but but it's, it's fascinating. You know, if you got a day free, I, I recommend sitting down at your local courthouse and seeing, seeing what your judges are doing to your town. And it's important that you know these things. Yeah, well, they're, they're... most courts – oh, go ahead. Sorry, Gina. Go ahead. Okay, uh, th- this is kind of like a landmark case, especially in this area, because everybody's so scared of the police. But, I mean, we get in there, and we're going to show them that we do have rights, and we're going to walk out of that courtroom, and they ain't going to be able to do anything to us. And uh, it's going to show other people that they do have rights to take and fight back against this injustice that's going on. And, and, and you're absolutely right, Dina. When my case was going on, 
it was exactly the same thing. It was a landmark case, and it made a difference. When when the Corby's case was going on up in Northern California, same thing. When uh, 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 Stephen Maria Green's case in Michigan was going on, and these cases, when Tyler Carricker's case in, in Kansas, any one of these cases, when somebody's standing up to an injustice and they get people that are standing with them and it shows that community support, it becomes a landmark case by its own very nature. And that's when we need to strike. That's when we need to be there. And it's important, when you guys show up to court, please don't get yourself thrown out. I know you're going to want to. I know you're going to want to, you know, go crazy and read the records in that courtroom. But you know what? What has the most power is you sit quiet and you observe these people and you don't get yourself kicked out. You save your rally for outside the courtroom and get as loud as you want. But when you're in that courtroom, we have to be better than that, better than them. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of law that's still against uh, people that use cannabis, and especially if you can't use anything else. And we're here to support anybody that we can to take and uh, keep that from happening to them. And just because you have never been arrested, don't assume that you won't be because it can happen. And you should get out and support anybody that you can to take and stop the prohibition and uh, to take and support the people that have been arrested, especially when they're really innocent. Absolutely true. And, Dana, you know, we support you and, and your wife and, and everything that this stands for. This is not even about you. It's about changing an injustice that's going on all across the country. And you're the tip of the spear today, and we're totally here with you. And uh, please share that information with me so we can get it up on our website and get it even beyond where Facebook reaches and into, um, you know, anybody that, that's able to share that out there. And if you can't make it, who knows, maybe you can share it to somebody who can. We've packed courtrooms all across the country over the years, and every time we show up and do this right, it works every single time we have a positive effect on it, and don't think you don't. So, Dan, I appreciate you being here, and um, just I can't share with you strongly enough how much we support you guys' work. Well, we appreciate that, and you, you just keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing a good job, and uh, we're going to get these people freed. Well, we'll be sending a package out today. It'll go out in tomorrow's mail. I have your information. I got Lisa here. She's going to be assembling the package and getting it packaged up. So tomorrow we're going to get it out to you. So you'll have it in plenty of time before you're hearing. Okay. Yeah, and well, Dana, yeah. thank you. Oh, I'm, I just wanted to thank you, okay. Dana, on behalf of everybody. I mean, you doing what you're doing, I don't know if you realize how many millions of people you're empowering. A lot of people still view the judicial system as like an angry father. It's more like a coworker. Um, and, and standing up for your rights, something that society's forgotten. So thank you for empowering so many people, whether you realize it or not. I appreciate that. And y'all keep doing what you're doing. So you go on to the next guy. You got a lot of people on there. So, but we'll, we'll be back here next week. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Dina. Dina Bland, folks, from Missouri, a pioneer, a freedom fighter, and we need to stand with him as he's fighting his case and paving the way.
for freedom across the land, and that's what's going on right now. All right, we've got a few more guests that have come on. I think George Martorano is here, um, and I think our – yep, there we go. We're going to figure that out. we got Jennifer Hess from Kansas. She's the defendant that called in last week, and, um, you know, this is the heartbreaking story. Her husband died in custody. Um, the, the, the state's going after her, and uh, she has a public defender. You would think that's a, a worst, worst case scenario. Um, but she's standing tall, and our warriors from Kansas, our Kansas chapter, Sarah and Mike, went with, the, with her and met with the attorney, and uh, we're going to get an update and see what happened. Jennifer, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Um, I'm pretty anxious. Uh, well, we spoke to my attorney, and he was he wasn't able to offer a lot of reassurances. You know, he said he thought we had some things we could work with, but wasn't really, you know, didn't give a lot on what the outcome might be. Well, the way I understand it, he had not reviewed the discovery yet, and so he wasn't familiar with the state's case against you entirely. And yeah. I think that that's that's one of the things, uh, the, the fact that if we're able to get this guy to even talk to you and and declare that he's going to give it a crack is what separates where you're at from, uh, from so many. Most people that end up with public defenders, state-appointed attorneys, you can't even get a hold of them. They don't respond. They don't, you know, they show up for a hearing and don't really have much to say. And that's definitely, it's, that's not the case with you. So I think that as much as I, I know the anxiety, exactly, I know the anxiety is there, and it's it's brutal. Um, but if you're able to kind of relax through it and follow up with your attorney regularly and see if he's had a chance to review that discovery, they have to turn them over, they have to your attorney, and he needs to go over it with you. So just stay with it, keep him, get him to be in, and stay on your side. Yeah. But you have the worst thing is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, the worst thing is, is you know, I'm missing out on time with my kids that I can't get back, and he's telling me it's going to take a long time. Yeah, that's one of the things that is, is the most difficult that we run into. I mean, being locked up, obviously you've gone through the worst of it all. You've had your kids taken. And that, what do you say to that? The only thing we can say is we need more and more people willing and ready to get out to Kansas push forward because we've done it before and we'll do it again. We've brought the, the, the Army to bear when it's needed, and they don't have a case that shows it about anybody, and it is, you've been punished beyond enough. Whatever claim you get, it's so, you know, so, anyways, that all being said, we are poised to, you know, bring to bear anything and everything we have to offer, and Stay calm right now. You should be able to um, uh, receive a copy of your discovery pretty quick, and hopefully 
once you get that, that's going to show you what their case is against you, and hopefully that's going to give you the confidence that you know you're going to walk in there and knock it out of the park. Well, the biggest concern I have is the demographic out here. I know, I know, and we've been through it. You know, we were we were there in Cedric uh, uh, County, and it was the same demographic over there, and we got a resounding oh. victory. Cedric County is not the same demographic as Greenwood County. <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay, well, it was pretty No, rough. no. This is okay, ultra, well, ultra conservative, a lot of older folks and people that don't get it. Well, I think that if, if we're able to bring to bear the media, bring to bear what's needed, um, they don't, the opposition doesn't like having the light shine on them, especially when they know they're not correct. And when the community starts standing together, even if we bring the community them. Be surprised. I've seen it happen everywhere we go. Well, I hope so. But I we have your back and just know that. I mean, no matter what what comes, what, what, what you need to deal with, um, you know, I wish I had a magic button and I could get your kids in your arms right now. Um, but what we do have is we have the support. You have people that have been through it. You have people that have, have, have endured many similar things to what you have. And some even the same. As horrible as they are, we have people that have been through it, and we're here with you. That's all. I, that's what I have to say. Well, I appreciate it, and I've got to give a shout out to Mike and Sarah. They've been wonderful. They are awesome, and and they represent the best that the human solution has to offer. Uh, they're just doing a great job out there, and uh, that's what this is all about. So standing together, supporting each other, and having the courage to stand up, knowing that you've got a community behind you. So we're all trying to do what we can here, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay confident that we're going to get the outcome we need. Thank you. All right, well, keep us in the loop, and anything that happens, please let us know. And Sarah and Mike are right there with you, and, um, you know, we're going to walk through, through this with you. Thank you. You got it. Okay, Jennifer has from Kansas, folks, and uh, you know what? Hey, strong, if, Jen. if you pray, if you if you if you have a, a way to, to send your good thoughts and your good energy, she's lost her husband. She's had her kids taken from her. She's facing felony charges in Kansas, a horrible conservative county that she's in, and she has an outpost of support. And we just need to be able to share our love and support with her and her kids and just, you know, see it all come out in the best possible way. And here's an example of what can happen when you give it a chance. George Marcharanos here with us. George Marcharanos served 32 years in prison, and he stayed strong and he stayed supportive, and he kept fighting, and he fought his way out. And now he's been out for a couple of years, and he's, he, he advocates strongly. George, welcome to the show. Hey, my brother. How are you? How, how are you, Joe? How's my West Coast family, Liz, and everybody else? Uh, this mission well, all. Wish I was there. Well, the good news is, good news is we're going into two. We went into two leases this week for 
two more hip hip cafes. All right. So, uh, one in Hershey, PA, which is a, a tourist town, and one at Northeast Philly. So, uh, very cool. Uh, and what I won't get involved in any kind of entity uh, with the with the, the hip hip cafes unless investors understand it's about helping people first, ladies and gentlemen. It's so important. It's not about greed. I don't do anything about greed. It's about helping people first. And then the CBD. Incidentally, Joe, uh, there's a woman out of uh, California. She got in touch with me, uh, Rebecca Martin. So I'll, I'll, text, I'll text you her info uh, tonight or tomorrow. She wants to open up a hip hemp cafe in her town. It's an amazing story. Yeah, I told her that, sure. that you, would, you would work with her. She has an autistic son, an 18-year-old boy, and he wouldn't have a life if it wasn't for a CBD. So she wants to dedicate the Hip Hem Cafe to have this, this young man have a future, have a business, have a life. And I said, you know, I'm not on the West Coast, and the best person for that person I trust, my brother, Joe. So, Joe, I need to, uh, I'm going to give you, she just texted me, I told her I'm going to the show. I'm going to give you the information, and please, please call her, or I'll have her call you. Absolutely. And, George, I want to share with you a project that we're getting ready to launch. We're going to be organizing a march across America, and we're going to end up in Washington, D.C. before the 2020 election, and we're going to be laying out a list of demands that are going to ultimately get our prisoners free and end this prohibition that's caused so many, so much grief across the country for so long. Yeah, well, like I said, I'll get a hold of you. Uh, I try to. I've been busy, like you've been busy, but I want you to talk to her because it's not about opening a retail operation with CBDs, and she wants her son to have a meaningful life. So uh, I'll give you that info tomorrow. And please pay attention because, you know. That's what we're about. If we, just, be, just because uh, you, you open up a business, that doesn't mean you can't help people. No, hopefully because you open up a business, that means you can help people even better. That would be the goal. Right, right. But I like, I like her as a person. You can, see her. you can see her on Facebook, Rebecca Martins. And uh, like I said, uh, I'll, I'll set it up tomorrow where you, can, you and her can converse. And other than that, I'm working hard, working hard, and uh, looking forward. So I'll, I'll probably be out to see you guys out west in September. Sounds great. Just let me know. We're yes. going to be there. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. George. Appreciate you All stopping right, in to say hi. All right. Thank All you. Right, thank folks. you. Take care, everybody. All my West Coast friends. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. George Martirano. And remember, you know, George is just getting back on his feet, and he's knee-deep in this, and he's uh, opening up uh, his hip cafe, which is a, it's a, it's a CBD place, and it's a little coffee shop, and it's, a, like he said, he's all about healing and, and helping people, and he's doing kind of what I wish uh, the cannabis industry was into. Unfortunately, most of the cannabis industry is into the bottom line and, and, and getting their tax dollars and, and you know, uh, most of the people that are making
making all the complaints that are shutting out and causing raids and getting people arrested are these licensed companies. And they're ratting on everybody else because they're competition. So we've got major problems still to overcome, even in the most of the so-called legal places. All right. We're in overtime now, so nobody else can call in, but that's okay. Me and Joey are here to close the show out. We have uh, Pete Yapel from New York up next, and Pete is actually, him and his wife Helen are the ones that originally decided to begin this walk across America, and all of a sudden, um, I don't know, uh, the right light bulb started clicking off, and the right people started stepping in, and I think that it's about to uh, get awfully viral out there. Pete is the cor chapter coordinator for the Solidarity Over Separation chapter in New York, and him and Helen are just killing it out there. Tell us what's going on. How you guys doing tonight? I'm, uh, Hi, everybody. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of recovering. I got like uh, I broke my right my right hand. Not many too many people know. I've been but because I, I haven't been on Facebook, but I broke my right hand and found out that I've got a herniation in my uh, C-spine and my neck. So I've been kind of like just out of commission. Out of commission. <laughs> yeah. So I truly haven't been doing a whole lot more than uh, brainstorming still and thinking. But yeah, this walk is very, very important. It is. And you know, listening to George and listening to his story, like, wow, like what a stellar human being. Holy shit. I, I was hmm. in awe. My jaw was open. Um, I, I'm just, I'm so honored to to call him friend it's what a, what an amazing man and and you know i think he should be in the forefront of this walk because that's just he 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 speaks to exactly what 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 we we put behind bars this is the man that we put behind bars yeah. we allowed that to happen 32 years he comes out and look at the man that he is still today holy shit that's all i got most people don't get through a divorce with that amount of positivity. That man well, is right. wow. Exactly. You're right. Anybody who's spent any time with George Martirano, he's I don't know how old he is. He's sixty something, and that guy's got more energy than than most twenty year olds I know, and he's always <laughs> he's always focused on the positive. He's, I've oh, yeah. never seen him complain about anything. I've seen him hurt his ankle, and he's still talking about the thing that helped it make it better. Uh, he's right, always right. thinking about and it's it's that inspiration that I'm trying to kindle and, and spark and grow and, 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 and hopefully inspire enough people to stand up and realize that we're all here for each other. We are the human solution. We are the ones that are going to make that difference. And, you know, it, 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 it's like the concert. When one guy sparks a lighter, you don't even see it. But when a thousand lighters go off, it becomes magical. Places lit up. We have to play some lit up. Hey, listen, we, we, we're excited. Uh, we're excited that the walk is finally finding excitement. Because you, you know me, Joe, I was going to do it anyway. I mean, I was going to do it anyway, and I was going to broadcast as I went across. But uh, I'm glad that it is because, listen, this is very important. It's a walk for change and change in general. Yes, we're, yes we want to end prohibition for sure. Absolutely. It's ridiculous that it even is even a, a, a thought in our society today. 
Plus, we want to free every prisoner. Of course we do. We want that to happen too. But change is change is change, and we all need to change. Every time you turn this box on uh, that sits in my uh, living room, there's something horrific going on. You know, like I, I, I love living in Portland because they gave me 10 minutes of good news on the news at night. You know, like you don't find that. You know, so like I, I turn it on and I look at the stuff that's on and I'm like, we all just need to change. Why does everybody hate everybody so much in this world without even knowing them? You know what I mean? Like that's that's what bothers me uh, most of most of, most of all about it all is is the kindness. We we are don't we aren't kind. We're not a kind race any long, longer. And Helen will tell why on that because it's her favorite subject is why we're all that in that state. We're sleeping. People are sleeping. People and, their brains aren't working. Huh? And the and the deficiency. Oh yeah, well, yes. cannabinoid deficiency. Exactly. exactly. That's why. Exactly. Yeah, there. absolutely. Absolutely, and yeah. and you know you remove it from three to four generations, and people don't know. Now let, let, let's be real. Let's be realistic. You know, more it's children changing have autism, us genetically. More people are sick. More people have cancer. More people are sick and sick and sick. Uh, average American has five prescription pills they take every day. Five prescription mm. pills. Uh, average American. <laughs> and average American. Why are we that you know, sick? I, it goes to show. I put. I just put up a post about somebody uh, asking if if people think how many people think that sixteen-year-olds uh, um, should be able to vote. Should should the age to vote be be le- be lessened? Well, that caused a big to do, of course, as things like that usually do. But somebody had made a statement that our youngsters are corrupt by liberals. It was the most ridiculous statement Ugh. I had ever heard. Of course, me being a proud libertarian, um, you know, You're here. I, I I had to correct him. <laughs> so so I did. And Helen has a um, knack for that. <laughs> but. It just goes to show you how misinformed, you know, everybody is. It's, it's just and Helen, you, there's endocannabinoid deficiency for sure. You cannot remove the plant and the cannabinoids from the human species and implement Monsanto in all their glory and expect things to stay the same. They're just not. And and that's what we have. We have a, a, a generation of people that gave birth to people that, that know nothing but that. Right. So their brain microwaves and chicken exactly. nuggets and all that other stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm still waking up, you know, and I say it all the time. I, I, you, you have to eat clean, live clean, and you can think clean. It, it, it's it's just that simple. And and we've just all stepped away from it because it's all we knew. Mm. You know. Uh, uh, you hit the nail on the head too with the uh, the politics. Everybody's starting to get blinded by that, and it's really important that we stay focused on the central message of wellness and freedom. Period. Absolutely. And, and I think that absolutely. And this, I said this that, walk I said becoming that the day after election. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. No, you, um, no, this walk becoming a reality right now on the cusp of an election when everybody's going to be so easily distracted by the red tie that's and the blue right. tie. That's what right. better timing? That's right, and and that's and that's what we felt, we feel too, and felt and felt the same way. And this is listen, it's going to be a great thing. I'm, I I I love the support I get from my family, and that's the human solution. They're part of my life. I mean, every day, me and Helen, we live we live, we live a Willow Creek Spring human solution lifestyle in our home, and with complement all with that with all the media stuff that we do and, and stuff. And that's, so that's what makes our that's what make is going to make this as people just embrace. The good that's out there. Again, like Joe says, we also don't fight for the same things. I'm not specifically fighting for children's rights or specifically fighting for veterans' rights. You know, everybody has their own thing, right? But so what we all just need to do is say, but we're fighting for the same thing. 
The end result is the same thing. We need to end the prohibition, period. Without ending prohibition, it's genocide. It's just that simple. We won't have a same, the same world in 50 years. There, it, it's just not going to be. It, we've altered things to a point where everything is screwed up, and we need to get back to the basics. We need to simplify to bring things back to more of a natural state. And and mm-hmm. we have a hard time doing that. You know, we live a life of convenience. Immediate and, gratification. And, and yeah, immediate gratification and, and, and selfishness. Yeah. I mean, we, we put so much energy on stuff that's so unimportant. And everything that is important, like, like, like what, what, what George is doing. My God. He's making a true change in someone's life. Is it one person's life? Yeah, but you know what? It's one fucking person's life. You know what I'm saying? And how many people is that one person going to inspire as a result of his generosity? That's what it takes. We say the smallest smallest thing in the world is an idea, but it's the most powerful thing. That's right. This is what we need to bring back, this thought process. The way George is thinking, we need people to just be nice, to just realize what's important. Right. Okay. It's, it's, it's I don't understand. We can, we can all get along with that coworker we hate at work because That's we're right. so worried about losing that green paper rectangle. Right. Why can't we get right. along if with anything, our neighbors the same way? If anything, we know how to be – we can do that. We're a society of, built on political correctness and, and, and fake bullshit. <laughs> that's that's easy, you know. In today's world, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I think that I think that you're right. And Pete, I gotta I gotta share a little something with you. <clears throat> when you started talking about this walk across America, and and I was thinking to myself, all right, that's a grand and noble idea, and I'm sure it's gonna be great. But I was thinking to myself, that's a lot of work, and and you know we gotta have got to have, it, it'll happen one way or another, right? And then all of a sudden, I see you sick as a dog. You can't hardly talk. You're stuck in that, going to hospital to hospital. And I said, holy yeah. shit, you're going to hobble your ass across America all by your damn self. <laughs> I will, man. I'm going to take that video across it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll help. And I think that's where we're at. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. <laughs> but, uh, hey, listen, I don't care at this point in time. I know we're going to get it done. We've got a great group of people, let's face it. And I love the idea of micro walks. Hey, listen, if I'm, in, if I'm in northern Illinois and you can't make it up there, walk with your friends a block in southern Illinois. You know, it's going to bring even southern, more yeah. media out because people are going to want to cover that stuff. That's right. They're going to want it. That's right. So it, it, this is a great thing. Well, the key of it all is going to be coordinating it, and I'm actually going to be working with, um, in the last election, when Gary Johnson was running for uh, for president as a libertarian, he did a, a, a campaign across America, and they did a caravan, and I'm going to be um, working with some of the people that were involved with that, and I've got the video for awesome. of it all. Wow. That's and a great resource. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And shakers, uh, knocking on doors and, and, and collecting some experience of this kind of event. So we're going to we're gonna be situated in a way that, you know, coordinating this thing is gonna be instrumental and in getting 
our messaging and our media attention to the right things at the right time. Um, it's going to be instrumental, and it's going to work. I, I'm, I, I'm getting such a positive response from so many people feeling it. regarding this, and it's going to be the, it's going to give us a, a platform to bring all of these specific issues to bear. Because while we're marching, while we're stopping and having a speech, we can direct one of the points of our talking points to one of these situations, the Craig Cecil, the Michael Thompson, the Michael Pelletier, all of these people that are currently suffering, the Jennifer Hemp, you know, the the, um, Glenn and Peggy, you know, all of the the, the Dana all of these people that have gone through and are going through um, being true victims of prohibition. And then you've got the veterans that have lost their – pain meds because they chose to use cannabis. you got cancer patients that have died or, or, or people who have lost people because they were afraid to take cannabis medicine because it was illegal and it could have helped them, but they didn't take it and they died instead. We have right. this Horrible. whole story that we can bring to bear and we're going to do it right. We're going to put a lot of thought and a lot of effort and when we start to lay this out and release these press conferences and these press releases, it is going to be phenomenal. So stay tuned, folks. All right, we got one last. Well, first of all, Pete, Helen, um, how does anybody get a hold of you if they want to get involved in the greater New York area? Absolutely. Solidarity over separation, the Human Solution International's New York chapter. We are on Facebook. Peter and Peter or Helen Yaple, look us up that way. Also, Can We Talk for Too Small O Radio and, and our webpage, www.canowetalkfortwosmallo.com. And on that page, if you send me your email address, I will make you a member, and you too can purchase fine Willow Creek Springs products. <laughs> <laughs> That's important, though. Access is difficult right now, so keep it up, man. <laughs> People need that. Thank you for your service. Joe, <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I had to do that in my TV commercial voice for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that guys, man well, we already contract. an inspiration to so many, and that's what this is all about, being a part of the solution, making a change, being the change you want to see in the world. That's what we're here to do, folks. Helen, April, Solidarity Over Separation in New York. All right, we got Tom Corby up next and Flash to wrap up the show. And uh, Joey, I don't know if you know Tom Corby, but Tom Corby is a lion of a man. He is a coordinator for the NorCal chapter. <clears throat> Him and his wife fought a case for several years, and um, he has supported more people in his local area than I think I know anybody else that has. He's traveled hundreds of miles and been there for so many people, and uh, he's, uh, I don't know, he's hes an inspiration to me, that's for damn sure. Tom Corby, welcome to the yeah. show. How are you doing today? Uh, I'll thank you, Joe, and Coffee Party Radio, and all those front line coming together, helping be the solution to finally end prohibition. No one should go to jail for our sacred plant. I'm here with my good friend Frank Canan and another good hey, friend Jared here. Yeah. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Ow. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, I think it's important every week uh, how we bring out uh, how, how we end prohibition. One of the steps, I believe, is, is uh, court support uh, and standing our ground in these courtrooms like Frank Command did and Jared, all, all the people in Northern California, how they stood their ground. Uh, how many times have you come up here, Joe? We spent weeks. Sometimes we'll have two or three cases all week in different counties in trials. And uh, our mindset is always, Joe finally got this across me, is stand prohibition. Legalization mm-hmm. is just laws and regulations that screw us mom-and-pop growers. Not that I'm not happy. After 52 years, I never thought I could grow my own plants. I'm happy that, okay, I can grow six plants. And if you do that right, you can do pretty good. Uh, I also still believe in getting your recommendations and using your collective. Uh, Joseph Tully's also came behind that. No matter what, uh, doctors always rule. So, like Frank and Ann, what did he do? He stood his ground. He stood up to his PD. He redirected his PD. He, he demanded all his discovery. Without your discovery, how can you work your case? You have to know exactly what you're up against. And by the way, they cannot take you to trial until you have all your discovery. So you must demand your discovery. That's the first step. We always file 995 dismiss probable cause motion. Almost all these cases, there's no probable cause. Flyovers aren't getting it. We've already backed that down, flyovers. So we also make them sick of us. We throw everything at them. And we'll subpoena all of them, all the good guys and the bad guys. Uh, when you get your discovery, folks, uh, when you're advocating with, with uh, somebody that's advocating with you, what you want to do is get uh, more than one copy of your police report. That's your first discovery and start working at Report uh, together with with uh, an advocate like Joe or whoever. So that's how we, that's how we win our cases. That's what we do in California. Uh, it's pretty quiet up here now, and that's why if you take them to trial, <clears throat> they can't do it. Uh, that's what we did here. We just kept coming strong, and now uh, it's setting precedents. Actually, I have people from all over the world. How uh, Northern California, well, California, and, and what we're doing is setting a precedent all over the world. So let's keep coming and stand our ground. I really feel after 52 years of using this sacred plant that we're very close to finally in prohibition. I never thought that would be possible, but with Joe and, and so many coming on the front lines, I think we have a really good chance now. Thank you all today. And don't forget to breathe. Excellent. Well, thank you, Tom. And uh, we'll see you very soon. And, Joey, it's been an absolute pleasure to join the show with you. And is there any sort of parting shot that you want to lay out for us? Uh, likewise. Um, great things are going to happen. Um, I don't I, I think that this group of people that have assembled around your show um, – I don't know. I feel this energy, and I think everybody does. Um, and it's important that we all embrace that energy right now and, and, and chase the passions that we're feeling, no matter what society puts in our way. Um, 
you know, in life there's struggles. And if our struggle is around making a change, uh, we're doing life right, you know. You're absolutely right. Remember this, folks. We all get hit with shit, and we have obstacles that come in our way. Sometimes they seem insurmountable. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, there's always somebody got it better and there's always somebody got it worse. The one thing mm-hmm. that we control, the one thing that we can change is our own attitude about this. That's the only thing. We have the ultimate power to control that. And with that, we can inspire change. We can take our thoughts and we can bring them to life. It all has to do with our attitude. It all has to do with our thoughts. And it all has to do with our desires. What do we want? That's it. What do we want? Now. Okay. Let's start with justice and we'll go to liberty and freedom and justice for all, and I appreciate you, Joey, and I'm looking forward to working more with you. And um, like fine. always, welcome to, to call in the show anytime and, and, and be a part of it, and um, looking forward to getting this project up and off the ground. And to all of you that helped make the show possible, I appreciate you, and um, we'll see you all next week. I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were all.